This episode of Check the Locks is brought to you by our friends at Audible. Audible is your one-stop shop for audio entertainment where you can always find the best of what you love or discover something new. That's right. Audible offers an incredible selection of audiobooks across every genre, from mysteries, thrillers, biographies, and of course, true crime. And as an Audible member, you can choose one title a month from their catalog to keep forever, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. Audible members also get access to thousands of podcasts from popular favorites, exclusive new series, and this very podcast you're listening to now. Plus, the Audible app makes it easy to listen anytime, anywhere. While traveling, working out, walking the dog, doing chores, Audible makes listening anywhere easy. And best of all, Check the Locks listeners can try Audible for free for 30 days. So head over to audibletrial.com slash check the locks or click the link in the show notes to start enjoying Audible today. Warning, Check the Locks podcast is a true crime podcast and may contain graphic descriptions of violence, murder, sexual assault, and more. Check the Locks podcast is not appropriate for all listeners. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Welcome back to Check the Locks Podcast. As always, I'm John Connor. I'm Olivia Cornu. Saying thank you for joining us this week as we dive into yet another truly terrifying true crime case. Before we get started, as always, Olivia, it's wonderful to see you. How are you? How has your week been? How are you hanging in there? Well, the week has come to an end today, John. It's Sunday. We're recording late on a Sunday. That is true. But, you know, I just... Wanted to see how the rest of your week has been up until this point. <laughs> My week has been good. I had to go to work today, but I'm off for a few days. How are you? I am doing okay. I'm actually dreaming of when I get to go back to work because because of the snowstorm, I was off all last week with Millie, and then I will also be off with her tomorrow. So it has been like me and her very minimal adult interaction. So I'm a little excited to go back, but other than that, it's been good. It's been great hanging out with the kid and getting time and just, you know, getting to spend time with her and stuff like that. It really makes me think I'm in the wrong line of work. I should be the stay at home dad kind of thing, but uh, I've really been enjoying that. So I can't complain. It's been good. Well, that sounds like a pretty good week. I'm glad. Hopefully I'll be thawed out here before too long. Yeah, it's crazy because today, I know I was telling you before, but it started to melt a little bit, but then tonight it was going to drop back down below freezing. So all of that ice had melted and then made you know pools of water on the road, and now it's all going to freeze again. So it's kind of starting the cycle all over. But by Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I think we're going to be close to 60, it's saying, and rainy, so it should kind of wash it all out and make everything okay. But it's been really cold. That's been the hard thing. I like snow. I like winter weather, but I can't stand like bitter cold. And it's mm-hmm. been like bitter cold. It's been awful. Well, it's been really cold here. And when I say really cold, I mean, it's been in the 20s. Like that's cold for us and like low 30s. But I live real far south for a reason. And I always say that I want to see and live with four seasons again. But after the last like week of it being in the 20s and 30s, I'm like, no, I think I'm good. I think I'm really good. 
Yeah. I like two seasons. I like like a fall and then and a like spring. a summer. Or yeah, yeah a like spring, three maybe three. It's the winter one. Mild that I really of like. them all. You know, like a good spring, a nice fall, a mild summer, mild winter, you know. Yeah, definitely. It's it's just something about it. like I said, it's just something about it getting so cold and then here we get ice really bad. And you know, it's really hilly, there's a lot of mountains and stuff, so that's where it gets a little dicey is just like, okay, there's just so much ice, but you know, it's surprisingly been okay to navigate this year. Uh, hasn't been as bad as previous years. And I know it's only January. We still have February and March, so we'll probably end up getting some more, but just kind of hanging in there and, and making the best out of it. Like I said, it's been awesome to get to spend time with the kiddo and, you know, just focusing on the positive of it all. And at least I don't have to drive anywhere because I'm lucky enough to work from home. So, you know, not out in it more than I need to, which is nice. And Olivia, I did want to share some good news with both you and our listeners. You may have seen it on our Instagram, but you know our friend, Jessica Gomez. We love her. I mean, she's been our only guest up until this point. I'm a huge fan of her work, everything that she does. I know that, you know, you are very fond of her as well. Yes. And I'm so excited for the news you're about to share. Yes. So Jessica has been working on her very first novel. It is called Pieces of You, and it is finally coming out. You can pre-order it beginning February 29th on paperback, a hardcover and ebook, and the official release date is going to be October 1st of this year. So I know in conversations with her, she's been working extremely hard on this book for a long time. And every time I talk to her, I'm like, when's your book coming out? Like, when's it coming out? I want to like be able to talk about it, let people know it's coming out and it's finally coming out. So super excited. If you want to get more information, if you want to sign up for the newsletter so you get those alerts where to buy it, check out her website. It is writerjessicagomez.com. You can sign up for the newsletter, find out where to pre-order, do all that good stuff. Also follow her on Instagram at writerjessicagomez as well. But we are just so, so proud and so happy for her. I don't, I mean... Again, don't know if there's anything you want to add, Olivia, but I, you know, when I saw the news, I was just like, yes, finally. Yeah, and I'm so excited. These are my kind of books. I'm ready to read it. I need October 1st to get here sooner rather than later, but not too quickly. Yeah, she was saying it kind of has like a mayor of East Town vibe and then yes. like a serial killer theme, stuff like that. So it's, you know, sounds like it's going to be right up our alley, right up our listeners' alley as well. So please. We love her work. Uh, we support her in everything that we do. Check it out because it may be something that you like if you like this podcast. Yeah, these are my kind of novels that I love to read. So I'm super excited. I will be ordering several. Friends and family, don't order yours because I'll be ordering them for you. I will definitely order a copy. I cannot wait for audiobook because I have Is a hard time read reading. So I don't know. I don't know if she's going to read it or not. I hope so. Um, but she should have you read it. Oh yeah. No, it'd be all mispronounced. <laughs> I'd be like, no. hey, Jessica, what does supine mean? I don't know what this <laughs> means. Oh, <laughs> uh, but no, uh, I just, I do better with audiobooks just cause I can, you know, listen and soak it in that way. But just super excited. I'm definitely going to have my hardcover copy though. Cause you know, you got to represent, you got to support, you know, hundred percent. And speaking of representing and supporting, I had to call this out as well. We've been getting some crazy love from out of the country in the Facebook group. So I just wanted to take a moment and shout out Candace from South Africa, Jennifer from Glasgow, Scotland, Army from Sweden. 
it what? is yeah it's awesome to see these people from other countries hanging out with us in the facebook group and obviously if you're a member of our facebook group in our community here in the united states like we love you and we appreciate you so much it's just so crazy to kind of see how things are growing and where the podcast is getting to that it's just a little mind blowing so i mean i don't know what you feel about it but i was just like man that is so cool it's so cool to think that somebody's just kind of you know sitting thousands of miles away. It's like, I'm going to listen to this little podcast. You know what I mean? I know. I have like a little grin, like my cheeks hurt because I just feel like I'm grinning right now. That is so awesome. And just, it really is mind blowing to be like someone in South Africa and Scotland and Sweden are listening to us. Yeah. It's really, really crazy. And and like I said, however you support this podcast, if you're listening, just know we, I mean, we talk about it at the end of every episode, we'll talk about it again today, but we appreciate you so much because sometimes this podcast is a lot of work to do, right? Like, you know, you got to record it and stay up and edit it and get everything out and, you know, do the artwork for everything. And it can be a lot of work. And to know that like both here in the States and outside of the country, like there are people that enjoy it and listen to it and, and, you know, really appreciate it. That means so much and it makes it worth doing. So we just, Again, no matter how you support the show, we appreciate you. We love you so much. You just can't believe it. Well, with that being said, Olivia, this week is your case. And I'm super excited to get into it because going through the notes, I wasn't really familiar with the case itself, but there's a, like a twist relationship in here. And I like I think our listeners are going to find it very interesting. So I don't know. Should we just jump into it? You want to get into the episode, kind of break it down? Yeah, so I don't know. This case isn't very well known, I don't believe, but there the the twist is what got me. So this week we're going to talk about Jesse Anderson. And Jesse was born and raised in Alton, Illinois. When he was a teenager, his father died of a heart attack. His mother never remarried, continuing to raise her son as a single mom. Jesse would go on to graduate from Alton High School in 1975. He would later meet and marry Deborah Ann Eichert. The pair would later divorce in 1984. That same year, Jesse graduated from Elmhurst College with the business administration degree. Now, just a year later, in 1985, Jesse would meet Barbara Lynch. The pair would marry on March 30, 1985, in Chicago. The couple would relocate to Cedarburg, Wisconsin, and both worked at the same commercial oil company. Jesse was involved in the community. He was the treasurer of the Lions Club and volunteered at the Divine Word Catholic Church. The couple would have three children together, and life seemed quite simple until April 1992. So, John, is anything ringing a bell to you right now? No, nothing's ringing a bell so far, but it seems like, you know, this guy has a pretty normal life. So, I mean, obviously, we wouldn't be doing a podcast episode about it if something didn't go completely off the rails. So, Maybe excited is not the right word, but I'm very interested to find out like where it takes the turn. So, um, no, but no, not anything that I'm familiar with so far. Now, on April 21st, 1992, bystanders of a local restaurant in Milwaukee were shocked when they stumbled upon a woman who was severely beaten and bloodied in the parking lot. A few feet away laid a man with multiple stab wounds to the chest and a knife in his hand. The male and female were identified as Barbara and Jesse Anderson. Barbara was unresponsive and bleeding from multiple stab wounds. Jesse was conscious when police and paramedics arrived on the scene. 
Now, Jesse told police that as they were leaving the restaurant, two black males attacked the couple attempting to rob them. Jesse was able to provide police with the knife the assailants used, along with an L.A. Clippers hat. Jesse said he was able to pull it off of one of the attackers before they fled the scene. Barbara was rushed to the hospital where she succumbed to the nearly 21 stab wounds two days after the attack. Jesse was treated for the four stab wounds to his chest and quickly released. Now, as news outlets began to release information on the attack in hopes of finding the attackers, a young college student called detectives with some alarming information. Now, according to Tommy Miles, he was at the Northridge Mall when he was strangely approached by a man offering to buy his L.A. Clippers hat. Miles quickly identified Jesse Anderson as the strange man in the mall. This put the case in a whole new direction, and police were growing suspicious of Jesse. Man, okay. So I just watched this whole documentary uh, about a murder in Boston where this guy claimed that he was carjacked and that this guy shot his pregnant wife and himself and said it was a black dude that did it. And what turns out to be the case is now it's suspected that this guy actually did it himself and framed it and shot himself along with his wife to make it look like they were attacked. But I think I know where this is going. And if this is going where I think it's going, I hate when people do stuff like this where, you know, cause you hear it all the time you know, about carjackings and you know, stuff like that. It's just, especially in the nineties, I can imagine there was definitely some racial tension that sprung off because of this, because, you know, again, if what I'm thinking is true, you know, someone's telling a lie and, and members of the community are frustrated and, and looked at a certain way. And I don't know, it's just, it's a little, it, it just makes me upset when I hear these kind of stories. So I'm interested to see if I'm right as we go through, but that's what my gut is telling me. Well, now just five days after Barbara's brutal attack and murder, more evidence started to come to light. Now, remember, Jesse was found with a knife in his hand at the crime scene. It was confirmed that the red-handled knife was purchased at a military surplus store in Milwaukee. What is interesting is that this is the only store to carry this specific knife. The military store was able to confirm that Jesse Anderson had purchased the same type of knife a few weeks earlier. Jesse was arrested and charged with first-degree murder of his wife and mother of his children, Barbara Anderson. Now, the real story was that Jesse and Barbara had a normal dinner at TGI Fridays, and as they were walking back to the car, Jesse began to brutally attack Barbara. He stabbed her over 21 times in the face and head, and then he proceeded to stab himself four times to make it look as though he was attacked as well. The case went on to trial, and more evidence would come to light. Standard things like blood sample tests were introduced, but most shockingly, it was found that Jesse had reached out to Barbara's life insurance company to ensure that her policy was active just one month prior to her murder. Barbara had a $250,000 policy with Jesse as the beneficiary. Friends testified against Jesse, claiming that he complained of his marriage multiple times and commented on the weight Barbara had gained after her brother passed away. The prosecution would reveal that Barbara had a letter in her purse addressed to Jesse, saying that she would promise to lose weight if he could be more supportive towards her. The jury was able to reach a verdict just 24 hours after the trial began. 
Jesse Anderson was found guilty of first-degree murder and sentenced to life in prison with the possibility of parole after 60 years. Now, John, I know this case was a little shorter than a normal long one, but what really drew me to this is what happened next. Jesse Anderson was serving his life sentence at Columbia Correctional Institution in Wisconsin. Now, does that institution or jail's prison sound familiar? It does. And I think that this is where kind of like the twist and the involvement in another case comes in. So I won't ruin the surprise, but I definitely know what you were talking about. Well, on November 28th, 1994, Jesse Anderson, the famous Jeffrey Dahmer, and Christopher Scarver were all on cleaning duty in the bathrooms. When the three were alone, Christopher Scarver began attacking both men with a metal bar he had stolen from the weight room. He first struck Dahmer in the head before he began beating Anderson. Jeffrey Dahmer died quickly after the attack, and Jesse Anderson would die two days later after physicians removed him from life support. Anderson would die the exact way Barbara died just two years prior. Now, Christopher Scarver was serving a life sentence for murdering his boss during a robbery back in 1990. Scarver told police that he hated Dahmer for his odd behavior. He said that Anderson was a racist as he blamed two black men for Barbara's murder. He also claimed that Anderson had been seen defacing a portrait of Martin Luther King Jr. Now, surprisingly, John, I haven't watched the Netflix series Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story, but it seems like they might have depicted how the attack um, went down a little bit differently. Um, but I do believe that they they show how Anderson and Jeffrey Dahmer become close in prison, but they just don't show Anderson's death on screen. But I believe you've seen it, correct? Yeah, I have watched it. I watched it when it first came out. And I know the big death scene at the end is definitely uh, Dahmer's death. and based on the the details in the story sounds like he hit Dahmer and then attacked Anderson. But what it is portrayed as in the show is that he got Anderson first off camera. It's like you hear a scuffle, but you don't really see anything. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, they spend the the time on the death scene with, with uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. I don't really remember just being honest. I don't really remember when I looked up the actor who played him, he definitely looks familiar. So I think there may have been a couple of scenes like towards the end kind of establishing that they work together, but I'll have to go back and rewatch it to be sure. But now I feel like I need to watch it. Oh, it is. I mean, Evan Peters does an amazing job. I've I've always been a fan of American Horror Story, things like that. And he is just an awesome actor in general. So he nails Dahmer like to a T. It's so creepy to watch him because you're just like it makes your skin crawl. And like you feel bad that like you're enjoying watching the show. At least that was my experience. I was like, I really like the show and I feel terrible that I like it because all this stuff, you know, happened in one way or another. Obviously, it's dramatized. Right. But you're just like, oh, man, this is rough. Well, not to get off topic, but that was my whole episode this week. And what really drew me to it was hearing that he was actually like friends with Dahmer in prison and they actually got murdered at the same time. I, w- I would have never known that. And I don't know that that's like a common knowledge thing um, that the world knows because it, because I feel like Jeffrey Dahmer was so well known and his, his murders were so publicized, I guess. Yeah. And I am trying to kind of imagine myself at that time frame, right? Like if I'm Jesse Anderson and I go to prison and Dahmer is there, right? Like, 
it was such a huge thing because his crimes were so grisly and horrific. I mean, in a lot of ways, it felt like the world had never really seen anything like that, you know, is, is what it seems like. And so to go to a prison and be like, oh, I'm I'm here with this guy. You know I mean, like that, like right. that dude that I watched on the news who, you know, I know for a fact is eating people. Right. Is like at the table across from me. And then to befriend that person, yeah. you yeah. know, it's it's so insane. And I think, too, it's, you know, kind of sad because in a case like this, right, like obviously this dude is despicable. Right. Jesse Anderson is, in my opinion, you know, he's like subhuman because you're going to murder your wife because she's gained weight. Right. After having three of your children. So, like, first of all, what are your expectations? You know, like a woman's body changes after giving birth. A woman's body changes as like time just goes on. You know what I mean? Like grief. She was dealing with the loss of her brother. Like, yeah, move on, sir. Yeah. Or like be supportive and help her in a positive way. You know what I mean? So you're willing to kill your wife over her weight. Then you're the kind of person who your alibi is, you know, two African-American guys did it. So you're using cultural bias now and trying to garner sympathy using, you know, stereotype and cultural bias and things of that nature. And it's sad because what he kind of gets remembered for is that he was friends with Jeffrey Dahmer, not that he took his wife's life. Like, Right. There are three kids that grew up without a mother. You know what I mean? And it kind of gets overshadowed. And I think that really ties into Dahmer's case specifically as well, right? Because when you hear about Jeffrey Dahmer, no one goes, oh, well, these victims, these victims, these victims. It's just, oh, Jeffrey Dahmer, that dude who murdered people and ate them. Like right. he mm-hmm. overshadows his victims, you know? Uh, I think there's a couple of people like John Wayne Gacy. You know, things like that. There's there's a couple of killers out there who like their personas are so big. It's like they're almost idols in a way, which is so weird and bizarre. Yeah. Or like they're larger than life. You know, it's it's very strange. But I mean, this case is wild. I know it was a little shorter, but like, you know, I think sometimes even in a shorter case with the like the details and hitting everything like doesn't have to be 40 minutes long for it to be super interesting. I think this one yeah. was super interesting. I'm just like, oh, Jeff, I'm like, oh, Jeffrey Dahmer was murdered with somebody. That's pretty cool. I mean, I don't I didn't know that. It's a very interesting story. And and like I said, I think it just, again, kind of ties into that overshadowing aspect. You know, it's right, just right. I don't know. It's very interesting. I do know that on the deadbolt test. I mean, I think for me, this would probably come in. Maybe like a can, three or four. I think if so my you wife do was, it low, you're not yeah. getting shanked in prison. It's okay. Well, I mean, I think if my wife was going to kill me for gaining weight, that would have happened a long time ago. <laughs> so, so I think I'm okay. But you know, it's like well, lucky for you, you're married to a um, healthcare professional. Yeah, but I think it's one of those things, you know, where you're married to someone, you have three kids with them, but you still never really know them. You know what I mean? And you could be going to bed every night next to a monster and having absolutely no idea. And he just gets mad at you and kills you for gaining like 20 pounds. I mean, right. come on. And, you know, it sounded like too, like in that letter, she was like, listen, I, you know, support I, me and I'll lose some weight, man. Yeah. I want to be healthy. You know, I like, I like want to change, but I need you to be positive, yeah. you know? And instead his answer was like, I'm going to ignite mm-hmm. racial tension, buy a baseball hat and a weird knife. And, you know, so I don't know. Yeah. I mean, for me, 
am I going to double check my locks tonight? I'm not any more than I normally do, but what about you? Where's this falling for you? I think I'll go with about a three myself, John. I'm not going to go double check my locks tonight. I mean, I always double and triple check just because that's just who I am. And I do a podcast called Check the Locks, but not so scary, just more interesting, kind of like a fun fact case, but that's it. Well, that is where Olivia and I are falling on the deadbolt test. We are both coming in at a solid three, but as always, we want to know where does the murder of Barbara Anderson and Jesse Anderson's connection to Jeffrey Dahmer fall on your deadbolt test? You can let us know. Reach out to us on Instagram at Check the Locks Pod. You can find us on Twitter at Check the Locks. And if you're not in our Facebook group, like we were talking about earlier, come and hang out with us. We would love to have you as part of our international community now. We would love to have you come hang out with us, get to know a little bit more about you. Olivia, anytime we talk about Jeffrey Dahmer, I get a bad taste in my mouth. I definitely need a palate cleanser. What do you got? You think we should read a five-star review this week? Yes. This week's five-star review comes from JinHud20. And they said, John and Olivia do such a great job researching and telling these stories in a factual way without drawing the details out too much. Appreciate their fun banter and how easy this podcast is to listen to. I never miss an episode and always look forward to the new ones each week. Keep up the great work, you guys. So thanks, Jen Hud 20 for your review. That was so kind and sweet. Yes, Jen Hud, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day and leaving that review. And we are so glad that you are enjoying the show. I know that, you know, for a lot of folks, banter in a true crime podcast is not their cup of tea, but frankly, Olivia and I just can't help it. So, so glad that it is appreciated and that, you know, we are that kind of podcast for you. And just again, really appreciate you taking the time. We would love to send you some stuff. We got stickers, buttons, cute little bags with our cartoon faces on. We got a bunch of stuff. We would love to get out to you for taking time to leave that review. So do us a favor again, reach out to us on Instagram at check the locks pod, find us on Twitter, check the locks, Hit us up if you're in the Facebook group. You can either send Olivia or myself a direct message. Or if you're not a social person, that is totally fine. Head over to checkthelockspod.com. Click the email button. Send us an email. Let us know where to get it out to. We would be happy to send you some gifts. And Olivia, if somebody wants to have their five-star review read on the podcast, what is the best way for them to do that? They need to go to the Apple Podcast app, go to our show's homepage, scroll down where you see all five of those purple stars and click them all and leave us a little bit of love and tell us what you think. That's right. And Olivia always says it best so that I don't have to. Apple Podcasts, click the stars, leave a few nice words, let us know what you like, and we'd be happy to get some stuff out to you. If you need a cheat code, there is a link in the description of this episode. So go on in there, click the link, leave us that review, let us know what you think. Also, you can leave us comments on Spotify as well. So if you listen on Spotify, you like what you hear, you want to leave a comment, go ahead and drop it. We would love to read it as well. And we talk about it every week, but these reviews, they really help us. They get us into other shows, recommendations, help new listeners find the show and really just help us to grow our community. That's the only thing that we're trying to do. So again, if you've taken the time to leave us a review, just know we appreciate it more than we could ever tell you. If you have not, use that link, leave us a review. And as always, if you are interested in financially supporting Check the Locks, you can do so by becoming a patron. Head over to patreon.com forward slash check the locks, get signed up today. We got a lot of great tiers, uh, lots of different benefits, exclusive t-shirts, coffee mugs, stickers, all sorts of stuff you can only get for being a patron. Plus, you get the episodes a little early with no ads. So if you love Check the Locks, but you hate commercials, 
Patreon is the way to go. So again, you want to help us out, help us keep the lights on. Again, you can go to patreon.com forward slash check the locks, get signed up today. And if you can't financially support the show, we definitely understand just listening, hanging out with us every week and sharing what we do with your friends and family means just as much, if not more. So if that is you, you're listening, you're sending out those links, you're letting people know to check out the show. Just know that we appreciate that more than we could ever tell you. Again, our goal is to get in front of as many listeners as we can and grow our community. So by you sharing what we do with the people who are important to you, that helps us do that in ways we can never put into words. So again, if you're sharing what we do, letting people know to check it out, just know that we appreciate you more than we could ever tell you. That is all that we have for this week's case, but please make sure that you are subscribed to check the locks on your favorite podcast app so that you never miss an episode. We will see you again next week with a brand new, truly terrifying true crime case. But until then, don't forget to check the locks. See you next week. Adios.